The Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Galatians, from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Farrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 1 Paul, an apostle, not from man or through man, but appointed by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren with me, to the assemblies of Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, so that he might lead us out of the present wicked age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the honor for ever and ever. Amen. I wonder that you are turned so soon from him who called you into the gift of Christ to another gospel, which, however, is not another, but simply a contrivance of some people to disturb you and who wish to overturn the gospel of the Messiah. But if even we, or a messenger from heaven, should promise you contrary to what we have promised you, let him be accursed. As we said before, and I say yet again, if any announce a gospel different to what you received, let him be accursed. For do I now obey men or God? Or do I want to please men? If I yet pleased men, I should not be a servant of Christ. And I wish you to know, brothers, the gospel preached by me, that it is not human. Neither did I receive it from a man, nor did I learn it otherwise than through revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my way of life when in Judaism, that I excessively persecuted and abused the church of God, and outran in that Judaism all my contemporaries in my nation, possessed by an excessive zeal for my ancestral traditions. But when it seemed good, God, who gave me birth from my mother, and called me through his favor to reveal his son in me, so that I might preach him among the heathen, I did not consult then with flesh and blood, neither did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But at once I went away into Arabia, and again returned to Damascus. Then, three years after, I went up to Jerusalem to question Cephas, and stayed fifteen days with him, but I did not see another of the apostles except James the Lord's brother. And note what I write to you. Before God I lie not." Then I went into the countries of Syria and Cilicia, but I was unknown by presentation to the assemblies in Christ of Judea, and they only heard that, Our own persecutor now preaches the gospel which he then reviled, and they praised God for me. Chapter 2 Then passing over fourteen years, I again went up to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and took Titus as well but I went up for an explanation, and explained to them the gospel which I preached among the heathen, but privately to the thoughtful, for fear I should run, or had run, in vain. Titus, however, a Greek Jew, who was with me, was never compelled to be circumcised. But as for the false brethren, introduced by a mistake, who had crept in to spy out the freedom which we have in Christ Jesus, so that they might enslave us, I never subjected myself to them for an hour, so that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But about these regarded as reflective, whatever they were it makes no difference to me, I do not receive a man in preference to God. 
those reflective men never objected to me. But on the contrary, seeing that the gospel for the uncircumcised was entrusted to me, as it was to Peter for the circumcised, for he who energized Peter in an apostleship for the circumcision also energized me to the heathen, James and Cephas and John, who were regarded as pillars, knowing the gift bestowed upon me, gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me, so that we should go to the heathen, but they to the circumcision, only stipulating that we should remember the poor, and I am always ready to do that. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I resisted him face to face, because he was blamable. For before some came from James, he ate with the heathen, but when they came, he shrank back and separated himself, fearing some from the circumcision, and the rest of the Jews played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas also was led away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they did not walk straight towards the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, who are a Jew by nation, live like a foreigner and not like a Jew, how can you urge the foreigners to Judaize? We are natural Jews, and not sinners from among the heathen. But we know that a man is not made righteous by ritualism, except through a faith of Jesus Christ. And we believe in Christ Jesus, so that we may be made righteous from a faith of Christ, and not from legal rituals, because by legal rituals no person will ever become righteous. But if desiring to become righteous in Christ, we ourselves are found to be sinners, would Christ then be a minister of sin? Never! For if I reconstruct what I had pulled down, I prove myself foolish. For through a law, I died to law, so that I might live with God. I have been crucified with Christ, but I live. Yet still not I, but Christ lives in me. But the bodily life I now live, I live for the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not set aside the gift of God, for if righteousness were through a ritual, then Christ died to no purpose. Chapter 3 Silly Galatians! Who has fascinated you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was plainly depicted crucified? I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit from a law of rituals, or from communication of a faith? Are you so senseless that, having begun spiritually, you would now end in flesh? Have you suffered so much for nothing, if it is really for nothing? Then did he who brought the Spirit to you, and worked powerfully in you, do so by a law of rituals, or by communication of a faith? as Abraham trusted in God, and it was paid to him in righteousness. Therefore you should know that those from faith are themselves sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would make the heathen righteous by means of a faith promised from the first to Abraham, that all the heathen shall be blessed in you. So those from a faith are blessed with the faith of Abraham, for whoever are dependent on a law of rituals are under a curse. For it is written, That all who do not continue in all the writings of the book of the law to do them are under a curse. But it is clear that none in law are righteous with God, because the righteous shall live by faith. 
but the ritual did not come from faith. On the contrary, the performer of them must live in them. Christ purchased us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed beyond measure is any one hanging upon a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come to the heathen by Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brothers, I speak humanly, even a testament made by a man no one sets aside or adds to, and to Abraham and to his heir the promises were decreed. He does not say, and to your heirs, as of many, but concerning an individual, and to your heir, who is Christ. And I assert this, the rituals beginning 430 years after could not cancel a settlement previously established by God so as to abolish the promise. For if the inheritance comes from a ritual, it is no more from a promise. Yet God granted it to Abraham through a promise. Why then the law? It was established because of sins, until the heir should come in whom were the promises, arranged through messengers in the hand of an intermediary. But an intermediary between a single individual cannot be, but God is one. Is the law therefore contrary to the promises? Never! Yet, if to a law were given the power to restore to life, righteousness would then be from a law. But the scripture includes all sinners, so that the promise from a faith of Jesus Christ might be given to all believers. But before the faith came, we were anchored, sheltered under a law, until the revelation of that future faith, so that the law became a leader of our childhood to Christ, in order that we might be made righteous from faith. But the faith having come, we are no longer under the leader of our childhood. For you are all sons of God through the faith in Christ Jesus. For whoever of you were baptized into Christ hath put on Christ. Not one a Jew and another a Greek, nor one a slave and another free, nor one male and another female. For you all are united in Christ Jesus. But if you are of Christ, then you are of Abraham's race, inheritors by the promise. Chapter 4 But I say the inheritor, during the time he is under age, differs little from a slave, although he is master of all. He is under guardians and administrators until the period fixed by his father. And thus we, while we were infants, were trained under the former rules of the Hebrew ritual. But when the completion of the time came, God sent his own son, born of a woman, born under a ritual, so that he might buy out those under a ritual, and that we might receive the sonship. And therefore you are sons, God having sent the spirit of his own son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that no one is now a slave, but a son, if a son, also an inheritor through the favor of God. But then, when you knew not God, you slaved to what are not gods by nature. But now knowing God, nay, rather being acknowledged by God, how can you turn again to these weak and poor ideas to which you wish to be enslaved again? You observe days and months and seasons and particular years. I fear for you that I have worked among you in vain. I beg of you, brothers, 
Become like me, so that I may be like you. You never injured me. And you know I preached to you formerly in bodily weakness, and you did not despise your trial in my body, nor reject me. On the contrary, you received me as a messenger of God, as Christ Jesus. How great then was your delight! For I witness to you that if possible, pulling out your eyes, you would have given them to me. Am I become like an enemy by speaking the truth to you? They court you, but not honorably. On the contrary, they wish to dazzle you, so that you may court them. But it is always noble to be honorably courted, and not only in my presence with you. My little children, for whom I am again in agony until Christ be molded in you, I wish I were now present with you, and coaxing you by my voice, because I fear for you. Tell me, you who wish to be under a ritual, do you not hear the law, where it is written that Abraham had two sons, one from the slave girl and one from the free woman? But that from the slave girl was born naturally, and that from the free woman through a promise, which can be allegorized, for they are two covenants, one indeed from Sinai Rock, born in slavery, which is Hagar, for Sinai Rock is a mountain in Arabia, and represents the present Jerusalem, for she is enslaved with her children. But the supreme Jerusalem is a free woman, who is the mother of us all. For it is written, Let the barren who has not given birth to children rejoice, shriek and shout, she who has not labored, because the children of the deserted are more than hers who had the husband. And we, brethren, are children according to the promise through Isaac. But as then, he who was born naturally despised him who was by the Spirit, so it is now. But what says the Scripture? Send away the slave girl with her son, for the son of the slave girl shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. Therefore, brethren, we are not children of the slave, but of the free. Chapter 5 Stand, therefore, on the freedom with which Christ has freed us, and submit not again to a yoke of slavery. Listen to what I, Paul, tell you, that if you be circumcised, Christ profits you nothing. And I assert again to every circumcised man that he is bound to practice the whole ritual. Whoever of you are made righteous by a ritual, you are detached from Christ you are fallen from the gift. For we received hope of righteousness from a spirit of faith. For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision strengthens, but faith energized by love. You were running well. Who tripped you into not going true? That signal was not given from your leader. A little ferment ferments the whole mass. But I trust to you in the Lord that you do not intend differently, but your disturber shall be punished for his fault, whoever he may be. But I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? For then the offense of the cross would be destroyed. And I wish those who mutilate you would maim themselves. For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only use not that freedom as an excuse for sensuality. For through love you should serve one another, 
For all the law is completed in one expression, in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not mutually exterminated. However, I say, walk spiritually, and do not gratify sensual passion. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, for these oppose one another, so that you do not what you would wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under a ritual, and the works of the flesh are plain. They are these, fornication, uncleanness, excess, idolatry, poisoning, hatred, strife, rage, lusts, contentions, discussions, sectarianism, envy, murder, drunkenness, reveling, and all such like. What I said formerly to you I also say now, that those who practice these will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, gladness, peace, patience, gentleness, purity, faith, mildness, continence. There is no law against these. And the men of Christ have crucified the body together with its passions and lusts. If we live spiritually, we should also drill ourselves spiritually. Let us not become vainglorious, provoking one another, irritating one another. Chapter 6 Brethren, if a man among you should fall into some sin, you who are spiritual, restore him in a spirit of mildness, looking to yourself, for fear you also should be tempted. Support one another's burdens, and so perfect the law of Christ. For if a person thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every one examine his own work, and then he has the boast in himself alone, and not in another, for every one must carry his own load. Let the taught communicate to the teacher of the message in all benefits. Do not err. God cannot be deluded. For what a man sows, that he will also reap. If he sows for his sensuality, from that sensuality he will reap perdition. But sowing for the Spirit, from the Spirit he will reap eternal life. And acting nobly, we shall not suffer. For if we faint not, we shall reap at the right season. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, but especially to the citizens of the faith. You see how large a letter I have written to you with my own hand. Those who wish to show well externally would force you to be circumcised, solely that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For the circumcisers themselves never observe the ritual, but they wish you to be circumcised so that they may boast about your body. But I myself will not become boastful except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which a world was crucified to me, and I to a world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is. And as many as discipline themselves by this rule, on them peace and mercy, and on the Israel of God. But from now let none of them trouble me, for I carry in my body the brand marks of Jesus." The blessing of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brethren. Amen.
The End of the Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Galatians Recording by Mark Penfold